Welcome to the Quit Vaping Podcast, the podcast designed to make you a non-listener. In this show, I'm not going to scare you away from a life of vaping. What I am going to do is show you just how good your life can be without it. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Quit Vaping Podcast. All right, so as I've said in a couple of episodes prior, I'm only going to be making 52 episodes of this podcast. And the reason is because I think 52 episodes of this podcast truly is enough to help you quit and understand the educational part that I teach. Although my tools are always going to be improving, in general, I think that this is a substantial amount of information. I get texts every single day that people are quitting with this. And if you have not quit after 52 episodes, and you're listening to this podcast, the reason isn't because the educational part. Truly, it's because of the um, application part, which if you want help with, you can always get the program that I have and it's going to be really good. So after 52 weeks, I will be ending this podcast, but that does not mean that I'm ending quitting vaping or helping people learn about addiction and their dopamine and create the lives they want. So after this podcast, I'm going to be making a lot more extensive content on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, um, just other platforms. And in the future, I might start another podcast talking more generally about addictions. I'm not sure at this point, but after 52 episodes, I will link my other content. And for the last two months, I've been working on re-upping my program. I've gotten very, very into learning about nicotine, addiction, dopamine systems, and I think it's going to be a fantastic way to teach and apply this material in the new program moving forward. And it will be the foundational uh, information that I really use to coach people on getting away from addictions that aren't serving them and how to apply the exact same concepts and material to actually use this information and their dopamine systems to create lives that they want. So with that said, although this podcast will be ending in three episodes, I'm going to pump out three more amazing episodes after this one. You can still find me anywhere in the industry. I will be around if you want help getting away from addictions or if you want help pretty much planning out and figuring out what you want and how to create the life you want. That's exactly what I do. I love doing that. I love working with anybody who's inspired to live a big life. I love working with entrepreneurs. Um, I'll be around so you can always find me. But with that said, I have a really amazing episode planned today. It's going to be called Nicotine 101 and it's going to teach you everything that I think you need to know about nicotine just as somebody who uses it or someone's trying to quit it. So at the very end of the episode, I'm also going to put a nicotine timeline so you can know what to expect when you quit. This is going to be an amazing episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And this is taken right from new information that I've been studying and applying in my new program. So welcome to episode 49, Nicotine 101. All right. So if it sounds like I'm reading off of a script today, it's because I kind of am because I'm reading right from my program, which is totally abnormal. Normally, I just talk and it flows out so beautifully, but I want to make sure that I get this information correct for you. Okay. So let me just start off with saying this. Nicotine is a stimulant. And if you don't know what a stimulant is, it's pretty much something that activates your brain activity and your central nervous system. And that means that when you take something like nicotine or caffeine, that it stimulates your brain. So that's where like the increased concentration and focus comes from. It also stimulates your central nervous system, which means that if you've ever taken like a hit of your vape and then you've also drank coffee, you like got to go poop immediately because it's messing with all that stuff. Like it's not just stimulating your brain. It's also doing things like constricting your blood uh, vessels and increasing your heart rate. Okay. So it stimulates everything in your body. A fun fact for you is that one eighth to one fourth of human beings on the planet are consuming nicotine daily. And we're gonna talk about that later, but just be mindful that cigarettes are still very prevalent. There's over a billion people smoking cigarettes. And as of right now, I think they have about an actual estimated cause they're not sure 
600 million people vaping. Um, I estimate that that's going to at least double in the next 10 years as things are going right now. Um, and I actually think that that's going to surpass cigarette users as vapes become cheaper and cheaper and get into other countries. All right. So nicotine is a naturally occurring uh, stimulant. So you can find it in Obviously, tobacco is where it's found because that's where it's occurring in the strongest concentration. But you can also find it in foods like tomatoes, eggplants, potatoes, peppers, and teas. And obviously, if you eat a tomato, you're not going to get like on a nicotine high like you would if you had a vape. And the reason why is because, you know, our society has taken something that's naturally occurring and it's done this with a lot of substances, as I've talked about in past episodes, and it's concentrated to an unnaturally concentrated amount. So we're going to talk about that too, but just be mindful that the reason why nicotine is so addictive for you is because your society has concentrated it and then added something called nicotine salts. So pretty much nicotine salts are when you take nicotine, like pure nicotine, and then you take an acid. And what you do is you're kind of mixing a base with an acid. So you're putting two things together that alone wouldn't be tolerable, but because they're together, they balance out. So when you hit your vape, what happens is you're actually hitting so much nicotine that normally your body's natural defense mechanisms in your throat would say, wait, 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 don't do that. That's way too much nicotine. That's not healthy. That's not good. That's way too much. But because your society has actually introduced acids into that mixture, it turns off your body's natural defense mechanism to saying that you're taking in too much nicotine. I just think that's important to tell people. I don't think people realize that. I vaped again for seven years and I vaped with nicotine salts. I stared at it every single day. Nicotine salts, I had no idea what that was. A nicotine salt is an acid mixed with nicotine, which is a base, so that it balances out and you can take way more nicotine than your brain and body thinks you're taking in, pretty much. So when it comes to nicotine itself, nicotine itself isn't necessarily a problem if taken in proper doses, which mentioned earlier is nearly impossible to do with how the nicotine and vapes are engineered. So I want to just put that out there. I'm not anti-nicotine. I'm not even anti-vapes. But the way that your society takes things and concentrates them, it completely throws your brain off balance. Your brain has no idea what's going on. So I want to give you just some basic information about dopamine, okay, because it's important. The reason why any substance is addictive is because of its capacity to release dopamine. Now, if you don't know what it is, dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Transmitter, that's the most Midwestern thing I've ever said. <laughs> dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is the feel-good chemical. It's responsible for things like motivation, pleasure, and drive, okay? So it's pretty much the neurotransmitter of motivation. When I first became a life coach, and really when I first, even before I became a life coach, when I first decided to study psychology, I really wanted to study motivation. I wanted to study why are some people so motivated to get, you know, their dreams achieved and others aren't. And what I came to believe is that it's all about your belief systems, right? If I actually can believe that what I want is possible, I'm going to go after it no matter how difficult it gets. But I think there's also a caveat to this now, now that I'm more advanced in what I'm doing. I think that in addition to your belief systems, you have to be using your dopamine intelligently. When you look at dopamine, I want you to think of only having so much of it at one time. And when you do things that are very concentrated, that are artificially concentrated by your society, like nicotine, porn, gambling at a casino or on your phone, drinking alcohol, eating sugar or flour, those foods have been artificially concentrated. Your brain does not know what to do with those things. When you're constantly using things that release more dopamine than is normal, right? So any of those artificially concentrated substances, you're using a lot of your dopamine and you only have so much dopamine at one point. Well, that's a fucking problem because what happens when you only have so much dopamine and you're using a ton of it on things that are addictive, 
the addictions start to seem very important and the things that are not addictive that are like long-term good for you, like exercise, setting goals and achieving them, going on dates that are kind of scary, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations like interviews, those things aren't important anymore. So as we can see this happening, and I'm going to make prediction, I think we can already see this happening, by the way, as ease continues to go up in life, as we're surrounded by uh, artificial sources of dopamine and that our life gets easier, we're going to see addiction going up and up and up. And we're going to see people's effort going down and down and down. And that doesn't mean there's something wrong with those people. It means that they're using all of their dopamine on artificially concentrated substances. So all of their, remember, dopamine is the motivation and the drive hormone. So all of their motivation and drive is going to be in those substances and nothing else matters at that point. And I also am going to make predictions that as that happens, you're going to see depression and anxiety rates spike. And we already are in society. And also, I think we're seeing a lot of this trend being misdiagnosed for ADHD. Because what is ADHD characterized? A imbalance in dopamine. Well, that's so funny because guess what? When you're using concentrated substances all the time, you're imbalancing your dopamine. Just want to put that out there. I like I like just being very, very honest about things. Um, I think the ADHD is real. I've talked about it in other podcasts, but um, it makes absolute sense that we're looking at something that is a symptom as opposed to zooming out and actually creating a solution for the cause. So let's go back to nicotine. What does nicotine have to do with dopamine? Nicotine is a very fast-acting drug, okay? Now, it's not naturally that fast acting it is, but we've engineered it again artificially to release more dopamine more quickly. So back in the day, people would take in nicotine by pretty much placing tobacco leaves on their mouth and they would suck on it. It would take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes for the nicotine to enter your blood brain, blood brain barrier. Man, that's a tongue twister, the BBB. And today with vapes, we've engineered them, of course, to become a vapor. And we've also engineered them with nicotine salts and we've engineered them to uh, heat up extremely quickly. So by the time that you hit a vape, it can actually enter your blood brain barrier within 10 seconds. Okay. Now, what does this have to do with dopamine? The reason why vapes are so wildly addictive and why you can actually become addicted to nicotine in one day now. And I have personal anecdotes from doing this, by the way, for my birthday when I was 25. Um, anyways, this that's a whole other story, but you can become addicted to nicotine in one day is because it enters your bloodstream so fast and it spikes your dopamine so quickly that it's very addictive. Something's addiction probability is based on two things, it's, and they're both surrounding dopamine. How quickly it can spike your dopamine and how high the spike in dopamine is, okay? So when you vape, vaping gives you 2.5 your normal levels or baseline amount of dopamine, okay? So when you hit your vape, vaping gives you 2.5 your amount of dopamine. And just to give you a reference, sex, like having sex with somebody else gives people about two times their normal baseline. So literally, I mean, literally your brain thinks that dopamine that comes from vaping is more important than dopamine that comes from sex. So this is a problem because our society has artificially engineered things to trick our brain into thinking that those things, vaping, alcohol, um, pornography, are actually more important than the things we need to do to survive and to procreate our own species. This is a problem. It makes sense that people are having motivation issues, right? I have clients come to me all the time and they're like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I say to them, and I mean this so much with so much love, you absolutely know what you want to do with your life. You just have washed all of that desire and all of that natural drive away with fake dopamine hits. Stop using those substances, I promise you. If you stop using a substance, that you're using constantly every single day for like a month, even two weeks, and it balances your dopamine back out relatively, 
you're going to start to have drive to fix things in your life that aren't serving you. And I promise you, you're going to start to want things and to take action on them. It's impossible not to, because when you're no longer messing with the system that drives motivation, dopamine, you are going to have motivation to drive. <laughs> that's literally how it goes. So I just think, um, you know, that that's really important. And we should be talking about that. All right. And the last note I want to put is that I've actually created a formula um, that I want you to really sit down and consider today because it's really important. Okay. So I call it the perfect storm for addiction. And if you're holding a vape in your hand, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So let's look at it. This is the perfect storm for addiction. Nicotine naturally releases dopamine. Okay. So even when people would suck on tobacco leaves, that's the natural effect of nicotine. It releases dopamine. Now we're going to add in some things. Okay. And this is what makes vaping so, so detrimental for your health, your motivation and everything. Okay. So in addition to naturally releasing dopamine, nicotine is being very highly concentrated in vapes that use lab-engineered nicotine salts, okay? So in addition to normal dopamine release and nicotine salts, vapes turn the nicotine into a vapor that enters your body incredibly fast, even faster than traditional cigarettes and often with a higher level of nicotine, okay? So vapes, by technical standings, are much more addictive than cigarettes because of the speed and because of the quantity of nicotine. Okay, in addition, vapes have no endpoint like a traditional cigarette or like a coffee or alcoholic drink. When the glass is empty, you know you've had a drink, right? You can just kind of mindlessly suck in your vape all day and have absolutely no idea how much nicotine you've just taken in. In addition, vapes remove negative stigmas associated with traditional cigarettes and have normalized high levels of nicotine use and addiction with youth and the general public, okay? So this is the perfect storm for addiction. I can't think of anything more that the vape manufacturers could do to make nicotine more addictive and to use more of your dopamine levels, your natural dopamine amounts. So this is why it's the perfect storm for an addiction epidemic. This is why nicotine is actually, I don't care if you think it's affecting you or not. If you don't understand how your dopamine works, this is affecting you, <laughs> whether you understand it or not. When you're using something that is constantly releasing artificially high levels of dopamine at artificially record speeds, you are going to fuck with your life in a negative way. And that's going to show in you not creating the life you want and probably not even knowing really what you want to begin with. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. I'm not judging people for vaping. I did it for seven years. And honestly, I'm cutting out coffee. I've been cutting it out for the last three weeks. And this is something I've done since I was 16 years old. So for the last 12 years, I've drank coffee pretty much habitually. And I realized that um, I cut out, I pretty much, I'm becoming a monk lately. <laughs> I'm cutting out everything. So I've cut out porn. I've cut out, um, cause I was dabbling in porn for a while. I've cut out, um, vaping. Obviously I actually cut out drinking. I do that about, mm, I drink like once every other month now, depending on the occasion I cut out. Um, yeah, like everything I can think of. What else was I doing? I guess caffeine was the last one. And now I'm trying to cut out social media. Like, so I realized that I was drinking about a pot of coffee a day, which I think is normal because when you start to cut out one numbing substance, you kind of just like naturally find ways to sneak other ones in. So I made a line in the sand that I'm not drinking coffee. I threw up my coffee pot and it has been three weeks and I had this ridiculous, um, this ridiculous withdrawal week from caffeine. I, I couldn't believe how strong it was, by the way. So, um, you know, it's a stimulant, it's addictive. So I get it <laughs> when you're quitting vaping. I get it. The withdrawals kind of suck. But I was really shocked at, at how strong they were. And it made me realize how much coffee I was drinking. But now I'm drinking tea. And I get it. Like, I'm not judging anyone for vaping. I just want you to be educated and know what it's actually costing you. 
And now that I've cut out coffee, by the way, I just want to say this is a kind of like a little twist on the episode. Um, my energy levels have normaled back out. It's been three weeks. I'm drinking decaffeinated tea now. I really started liking Earl Grey and I'm making like little London fogs in the morning with like a little bit of half and half and it's really good. And my energy levels have rebalanced. So I just want to say, you know, our society makes it very normal to do things like vape and, and to drink coffee, but is it really the best thing for you? And if your life's not going the way that you want it to, I'd really recommend that you start to look very finely over the things you're ingesting and the things that you're using your dopamine for. Because if you're abusing your dopamine, I promise you, you're abusing your motivation, your drive, and your pleasure systems. And that's a really bad thing because you abuse it enough and eventually it's permanent, but you, you abuse it enough now and right now the, the short-term effects are that you are not going to know what you want. And you are also not going to find pleasure in things that are not addictions. So those are really bad things. And I'd recommend you be very intentional about, um, you know, the way that you're using your dopamine. All right. So we're going to talk about quickly the addiction timeline. And I think it's really important for you to understand this. And I'm going to talk to you about it in some pretty good detail. So you have a good idea of what you're going up against when you quit vaping. Okay. I want to lead with this. Nicotine addiction withdrawals will not kill you. And most of them are mental. Okay. If you're not sure what mental means, go to the last episodes. Your thoughts about the withdrawals are more potent than the withdrawals. That's why it's so important to make sure that your brain and your thoughts are on board with quitting and that you're not believing things that are going to create additional withdrawal suffering, which a lot of people do when they quit. Okay. So let's look at the timeline. All right. So some very common withdrawal symptoms. I'm going to put a list and just be mindful that you don't have to experience any or all of these. <laughs> so don't freak out. Um, is urges and cravings. Obviously, your body is trying to crave something that was releasing dopamine. You're addicted to it chemically. So that's that's what's going on. Um, headache, nausea, dizziness, irritability, trouble sleeping. That's a common one the first day, especially. Um, anxiety, trouble concentrating, feeling restless, constipation or diarrhea. But I hear that constipation is more uh, popular, <laughs> more common, I should say, increased appetite, cough and dry mouth and tight chest. And just be mindful that if your chest gets tight after you quit, it's actually a sign that your lungs are trying to heal. So don't think that you're like doing more damage, not vaping. I think it's a really stupid belief that people throw on. And I, it's entirely a belief that comes from addiction. Like, oh God, my chest is, it needs vaping to feel better. Like it's not, no, it's healing. Don't allow your brain to give you any lame addiction thoughts, you know, be very mindful about what you believe. Okay. So Here's the nicotine withdrawal timeline. I hope it helps you. So the first 20 minutes after your last hit of nicotine, your blood pressure drops and your pulse rate drops back to normal, okay? And your temperatures and hands and feet return to normal. Here's what I want to say. Um, vaping, remember, it's a stimulant, so it increases your blood pressure and your heart rate. And that means also whenever there's something that constricts your blood flow, um, that's cutting off blood to your extremities. And they actually did a study. I'm not trying to do this to scare you, but you can look it up. They did a study where they found out that vaping actually shrinks the girth of your penis, permanently. Because if you reduce blood flow to something long enough, it does permanent damage. Well, if you're vaping all the time and you're actually reducing blood flow to a very blood heavy organ, your penis, um, eventually it's going to do damage. That makes sense logically, right? Also, I'm intentionally not going to link any studies. So you have to go down your own rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this. Um, so after 20 minutes, your blood pressure drops and your pulse rate returns normal, your temperature and your hands return because your blood is flowing properly. Okay. So just want to say that also, if you always have cold hands and feet and you're vaping, duh, <laughs> just want to say that. And I didn't know that. So I'm saying duh with so much love because I didn't know that. But then I'm like, oh, duh, <laughs> you know, after you learn it. All right. So from hours one to eight, the withdrawal symptoms start about four hours after your last hit of nicotine. Typically, people who are quitting during these first eight hours don't experience very strong withdrawal symptoms. Okay, so that's good. It helps tremendously to have a positive mindset. Okay, I'm always going to say that your mind is more important than your physical withdrawal in any in any addiction, really. Um, 
with the exception of extreme alcohol or benzos and things like that. But when it comes to nicotine addiction, your mindset is going to be much more powerful than the physical withdrawal symptoms. So you've always got to make sure that you're not believing thoughts that are going to increase your withdrawal symptoms. That's what coaching is all about, right? All right. From hours 8 to 24, this is typically when noticeable withdrawal symptoms begin to occur. Things like headache, irritability, insomnia, and looping thoughts about vaping are, again, common in this area. Um, also, I put a little hashtag, like, expect not to get good sleep tonight for the first night, okay? Just go into that expecting that I'm going to have kind of messed up sleep, and you'll be good. You'll be in a better position. All right. Days two to three, withdrawal symptoms here are typically um, going to increase steadily over the next couple of days and will peak around day three. Peak withdrawal symptoms could include shakiness in your hands, sweating, constipation, increased anxiety, decreased mood. Um, this is completely normal. And I want to say this too. A lot of people don't really expect they're going to feel worse before they feel better. You're going to feel worse when you quit than you did before you started vaping. Why? Because your dopamine levels are fucked up. <laughs> okay. Dopamine is the pleasure chemical. So when you are rebalancing your dopamine, you're going to feel bad. You've just removed something from your life that was giving you an artificial hit of artificially very strong hit of dopamine all the time, constantly, all day long. So you're going to feel worse when you quit vaping. That is entirely normal. And I want to just give you this note. Even when I quit coffee two weeks ago, I felt like shit on day three. Like I felt really mood depressed down and I knew it was from quitting. I knew my dopamine levels had to bounce back out and I just let it happen and I didn't make it mean anything bad. Okay. So just know that you're going to feel worse because you're literally removing something that's completely destroying your dopamine systems. Whenever you mess with the dopamine systems, you're going to re regret it, really. I mean, that's what happens. Um, the same thing happens if you've ever done like a a, psych, a drug like Molly or like um, ecstasy, right? It releases all of your happiness chemicals. So remember, your dopamine is finite. It has to restore. And when it's no longer getting false hits from nicotine, it has to restore itself. So just be mindful of that, okay? You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. You might feel like shit. I would say from days two to four, don't make any big life decisions, okay? <laughs> and you'll get through it just fine. All right. On days three to five, typically you'll start feeling a lot of withdrawal symptoms from days two to three. Decline, okay? So they're going to start going down. Days five to 14, in this period, almost all the nicotine and conatine are gone from your body by day 10. Uh, and conatine is the, I think I'm saying that right, it's the... Um, like the byproduct of nicotine use that is often measured with people in lab tests to find out how much nicotine they're using. So, you know, all the nicotine and the byproducts by day 14 are pretty much gone, but really by day 10, depending on things you do. Um, and if you'd like more information about the physical withdrawal symptoms too, I just want to say, check out Dr. Frank on YouTube. He's the guy that does addiction mindset. He is really, really good at putting the, the like science and the chemicals and the, the really technical analytical stuff about vaping. I like his stuff. So check that out if you want more information on withdrawal symptoms. All right. And then any desire to use nicotine after days 10 to 14 is completely created by your thoughts and emotions, not by nicotine addiction. Okay. So if you're still feeling like you have withdrawal symptoms after like day, I would say 14 to be safe, but really around day 10, the reason isn't because nicotine addiction. Okay. The addiction is done, the actual chemical addiction. And now what's happening is that you're still believing things that nicotine is going to serve you in your life and that your life is worth worse without it. Okay. I just want to put this little caveat in the end of it, this episode. Um, you know, you can do a whole bunch of things to help you with withdrawal symptoms. Like there's a whole bunch of studies. If you want, I have a cravings guide that's going to help you kind of like look at other ways to get little hits of dopamine and to kind of deal with cravings. You can get it for free in my link in my bio. Um, but also, you know, after day 10 to 14, the withdrawal that you're experiencing, any withdrawal you're experiencing is because you believe pretty much the foundational belief that you have is that you're missing out without nicotine. Okay. 
you got to change that belief. You have to. Because if you don't change the belief that you're missing out without, without nicotine, you're going to be in FOMO. And it's the actual FOMO that you're experiencing. That's the withdrawal. It's not the chemical withdrawal. You're experiencing FOMO withdrawal. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it, right? So you got to change your beliefs around nicotine if you want to quit and be a non-user. And I actually consider somebody who quits and still wants to vape still a vapor. I know that's kind of backwards, but it's because the way I teach it, right? If you actually learn how to manage your thoughts and feel your emotions, you don't need to think thoughts that are going to make you want to use nicotine anymore when you understand it's not serving you. So if you're still like in, I need to hit a cigarette or hit a vape land, you're still a vapor in my opinion. You're still a nicotine user because you're mentally using, right? You're always looping on needing to use it. So um, if you want to quit, you want to get rid of it for good, you want to stop that, keep an eye out for my program. It'll be out in about two weeks. This podcast will be like an evergreen. So this podcast will be out forever. Um, and check out my other content. I would love for you to grab my cravings guide if you want help. Just giving you 20 tips to deal with that first 10 days. But yeah, this is a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please find me on my socials and start paying attention because I'm going to be posting a lot of information about dopamine, your reward system, and how to create a life that's really meaningful using that system. And actually, I'm going to be doing an extra module in my program called um, Manifestation and Desire. I'm going to teach you how to use the skills that I teach you about dopamine and all this to actually start manifesting things into your life. It's a really cool way to spin this material and I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I will see you guys on the next three episodes. Thank you for being here. You was kind. You was smart. <laughs> you was important. I'll see you next week. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show and that each episode is bringing you one step closer to becoming a non-listener. If you'd like to take all this information to the next level and finally quit vaping for good, you can check out the course link in my bio. Have a great day. See you next week.